We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is True Faith Weekly Podcast European Championships 2016 Special. I'm Alex Hurst, joined by Ben Wade, Simon Campbell and uh, Michael Crean on the phone. Hello, lads. Hello. Hello. Alright. So, it's uh, a couple of weeks away, is it? Three. Three? Is that, that far? Yeah. Tenth, isn't it? Tenth of June. That's not three weeks at all. Aye. It's like two weeks. Yeah, about ten or eleven days, isn't it? Aye. I suppose it's from week on. So, yeah, obviously we're all really looking forward to it. We're all covering it in different capacity. I will be in America, probably not watching it, unfortunately, working it. Huh. Si will be here, watching it. And Ben and Mike, used to are there. Yeah. Indeed. I mean, you say you say covering it, Dodgy. I, I I don't think we've agreed to any reporting or uh, or TV interviews or anything like that. So I think we're just going to be watching. Well, the game Ben and Mickey it. said they're going to take the laptop and microphone and try and get a couple of podcasts yeah, that's out. Not happening anymore. Oh well. So, listeners, we don't have you covered for the Euros. Um, <laughs> sorry to break it to you. Um, so we thought we'd do this preview instead. Uh, we're going to talk through every group, um, and then obviously we're all going to come to the same conclusion that England are going to absolutely fucking smash it. This is our year. I feel like a Liverpool fan. Our year. But it is our year. <laughs> uh, for the reasons we'll go into. Um, so, lads, I don't know. I, I, I feel like I should catch you off guard here with an unprepared question. Do you want to give me, start with you, Mike, your favourite European Championship memory? Oh, God. You always seem to start with me with these, <laughs> like, unprepared questions. I don't have a clue what they're talking about. Why not um, a question before? <laughs> I was going to say, I'll, I'll jump straight in. It's um, It was Holland 4 1 in Euro 96. Um, can you remember that, can you? Yeah, well, kind of young. Yeah. I, or seven? I remember it. <laughs> Six. I know I've got, I remember it really vividly, um, especially because me um, German uncle was over for that tournament. Oh. Uh, the semi-final with Germany was the most hostile atmosphere I've ever witnessed <laughs> from me, me dad and my uncle because obviously you England sports like really early like, are, they, da- are they brothers or is it your mum's no no it's my yeah. mum's sister's husband so non, non-relatives and uh, back then he was um, quite uh, he sort of I don't know he, he didn't his English wasn't so so good back then um, <laughs> and he just he was quite like he's, he's mellowed a lot since but uh, he was like, staunch, like typical German. And get, behind, get back behind the wall, mate. Uh, exactly. But yeah, obviously going one nil up. Me, my dad, my brothers were jumping around, going absolutely wild. And then obviously they equalised, <laughs> and uh, he like basically like jumping around, <laughs> going nuts as you would. Like fair play. Like, after we'd given him it first, and then just the penalties was the most uh, like 
I'm pretty sure at one point my dad was threatening to kick them out and like go and stay in a hotel. Um, <laughs> which they probably couldn't understand the yeah, words. <laughs> yeah. well, my English, so she oh, couldn't right, understand okay. it all. But um, I it was pretty hostile, so that was. Uh, but obviously, like in terms of the happiest memory, it was the, um, the 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 game before the Holland game where we just everything. Um, yeah. Right, we absolutely smashed them. Like some of my favourite like England goals. Um, that share one way smashes the top top right corner after the work it really well. It was just like obviously up till that point England had done football. We hadn't really done anything on, on the international scene since nineties. Um, obviously hadn't made uh, a couple of tournaments after that, and it was just that was like yes, we're back. Like we're gonna win it. We absolutely smashed Holland, who were like one of the best sides yeah. um, in Nashville at the time. We absolutely destroyed them. It was like three line football. Well, it wasn't just that, wasn't that. it? It wasn't that like the only result that would see Scotland eliminated. Yeah, yeah, was like a four. Yeah. It was the goal. <coughs> Clivert's goal at the end knocked Scotland out. out. <laughs> it's like, we'll smash your Holland, but we'll let you have it because of the jocks. <laughs> it was just so, it was, such a good Yeah, game. I think 96. It's the first tournament I can remember as well. It was just, it was just like. It was superb at the time, but it would have been. Can you imagine it'd be even better if we we're like ten years older? Yeah. What we were like six, seven at the time. Well, you could just I, about just about remember it, but we missed. I was in school for the Switzerland game. Um, yeah. I think I didn't. I just heard the score when I got home. I think so. It was obviously during um, do you, the school term. On a different note, do you remember the fan park on the town where? No. Yeah, my probably earliest memories. I never. I didn't go. Is the fan park on the town where it just been absolutely mint because it was just. Obviously, I think what so it was ninety six. So I think it would have been seven. Mm-hmm. I was eight in September, and um, obviously, being a seven year old, going to a football fan park with just I just remember there being loads of footballs all over the place, yeah, and just yeah. thinking this is mint. This is <laughs> <laughs> footballs everywhere. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was decent. sigh before I come to Mike. It's funny you say that. Like it's the earliest memory because that is the earliest memory of football for me. I don't. Yeah, I can't yeah. remember any Newcastle matches or Newcastle football around '96 or earlier. But you're in '96. You just remember it because it's such a big thing, like being in this country. Um, obviously, in the same vein, uh, England, Scotland, the Paul Gascoigne yeah, moment. You can't really get past that for for just the best thing that's ever happened in football. Like who scores a goal like that? Yeah. Um, Gaza was obviously. McAllister missing that pen as well when they were yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just watching Colin Henry on his ass watching him going as well just having a stinger is, is one of the beautiful beautiful shots in, in football history um, I, I'm surprised you, I think I'll, I'll stick with you in 96 as well at the, start, uh, the penalty shootout against Spain for a, for a couple of reasons decent um, that, Christ <laughs> decent what's that yeah. 4-2 wasn't it Think yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It was a, it was a, it was a cracker for for one reason. Seaman obviously made a couple of saves in possibly the greatest goalkeeping kit of, of all time. <laughs> in, a, in, a, in, a, in a, that Euro '96 goalkeeping kit, the, the two oh, yeah. versions of it were just absolutely outstanding. But uh, but mainly it was just Stuart Pearce penalty. So it was the it was the first one he took after he'd, after he'd missed obviously World Cup '90 in the semis against Germany. And he just steps up and he absolutely leathered it into the corner. Brilliant penalty. And he went absolutely berserk. It was just like every, before every big England game in a major tournament now, I'll whack on, I'll go on to YouTube and whack on that Stuart Pearce penalty. <laughs> every single time it gets me really up for an England game. And just, that, just that image of someone being so absolutely buzzing when he's got those show when he's coming off the pitch at the end as well. 
get absolutely nuts around at the crowd, just like death hand. <laughs> it's uh, it's yeah, it's an absolutely beautiful moment. That's uh, that's probably uh, probably mine, especially now that you've uh, you taken the uh, the Gaza goal and, and the Holland game. I'll, I'll go with that one. I'll go different to you, lads, because I don't seem to have this photographic memory of being a fucking seven-year-old, but you do. Um, obviously, I can remember the tournament. I remember England going out, but obviously that's not a happy moment. Floods of tears. Um, but uh, I'll go with my second favourite one was just um, probably for being... I was 14 at the time, I think. Euro 2004, 13 or 14. Um, and just that game against Croatia, when, when Rooney burst onto the scene. That was class. That was just... Because obviously, you're, you're, at that age... You have school. We went to all boys' school, so no birds. <laughs> you have school in football, and that's your life. And like, used to listen to talk sport and five live every single night. If I wasn't listening to one of them, I'd record on a tape the other just to listen to the build. I'm just like so engrossed by football and for England to be so good, seemingly under Ericsson. That that was the tournament that should have won. Forget about '06. We should have. We were the best team. I'm convinced we were the best team at Euro 2004. We should have beat France ridiculous last five minutes in that yeah. game France obviously got to the semis um, we should have beat when we, we did beat everyone else bar Portugal and that was only because uh, Owen went off injured mm-hmm. early doors and that messed things up yeah. but um, he was that, was, was that the red card as well Rooney stamping on no that was 06 that was 06 uh, there was pens again though um, Ricardo the keeper David James was shite what a proper keeper in that tournament instead of David James would have won it yeah that's a story for another day. Uh, my favourite moment was when our Euro 2000, not, not a much-loved tournament, but I used to spend my summers growing up with my gran in Cramlington, and during the tournament, I like obviously played out on the street with other kids, and one of the kids was a massive Mackham. So obviously we're doing England Germany, and he's probably, ex- I can't remember his name, but he's probably exactly the same now. He just hated Shearer, even though he was leading the line for England, much like we're doing Townsend. Or because he missed the pen against them, like that season before, it was all like, no, not not the season before. I don't think he missed the pen. Or he'd suddenly been dropped from the game at, at our place. It was like, shave right, shite, shouldn't be playing, man. Should be playing like whatever, like rogue, terrible striker they had in place. <laughs> and it was like playing Germany, massive game. And uh, it was about four or five of were all between the ages of like eight and fifteen watching it at the grand's house, and then. Um, Shearer scored to beat Germany 1-0 and the whole room just went absolutely nuts. Everyone was loving it and just this one Magnum lad sat in the corner going, he's still shite like, he's still absolutely rubbish. He's rubbish. Kevin Phillips should be playing ahead of him. So that, that just cracked us up ever since and it's kind of like probably mirrors everyone listening to this. Hello, Son of Football Club. Um, everyone listening to this is uh, Magnum experiences yeah. as we go on. So pretty de- demoralising set of... Uh, favourite much like following Newcastle United you speak to a lot of fans of like Germany and Spain it's like oh when we lifted the cup and we smashed yeah. these like we've well, got well, one tournament Mike's, Mike's is a pen shootout against the worst Spain team in history <laughs> 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 um, uh, but yeah so on with the show we're going to go we're going to take it group by group Ben is going to start us off talking about group A of the Euros which contains so Albania uh, the host France Romania and Switzerland. Tell us how you think Group A is going to go and why. So France will smash it. I think uh, they're by far and away the best team there. Um, they obviously they've got the home advantage, which will, I think is massive. Like there's um, the home home nations generally always do very well. Um, they've also got Moussa Sissoko, one of the best midfielders on the planet. Well, <laughs> as well as those two, they've probably got two of the best players in the world at the minute, and Paul Pogba 
and uh, obviously Olivia Zhu. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Uh, it's a Griezmann. Who uh, starred starred the other night in the, uh, the Champions League? Uh, apart from his penalty miss, obviously a bit of meh. Plenty more of that if we can see that this, uh, in a couple of weeks, please. But um, yeah, I think they'll they'll absolutely smash it. There, they're just they're, they've got the probably the most com- one of the most complete teams. They've just got quality in every every position, and they've got all their big players are in really good form. Uh, I mean, I suppose the only issue they've got is at the back. Um, Varane obviously is missing because he's been injured, and they've lost Benzema for <laughs> just the most bizarre reason that I've ever like come across. Or if you um, listen to um, Cantor because he's brown, because <laughs> yeah. yeah, of that as well. But um, yeah, I think they they've, they've still got enough quality to cover Benzema and in Varane. I think they've they've got quite a few players in the back four that'll. Uh, be able to cover him, so I think they'll they'll do really well. Um, then you've got Switzerland. I think will probably be runners up in that group. Obviously, runners up to England in the qualifying. Got some good players: Shakiri, um, Lich Dino is the, the captain for them. Uh, from Juve's uh, quite a um, marauding fullback who likes to get forward. And then uh, Granite Shaka, the Arsenal apparently um, signed for about thirty million. Who's uh, quite a a good all-round uh, midfielder, so I think they've got got quite a good uh, bit bit of quality in their side. Um, I think they'll they should comfortably um, qualify as the second team that group. And then you've got uh, Albania, who are making their first ever um, appearance in the tournament uh, in any major tournament. They've never qualified for them before now. Um, obviously, <laughs> thanks to these ridiculous uh, expansion of the, the tournament. Where basically there's only the minnows like Faroe Islands, uh, like Scotland that have missed out. Um, so I think they they've obviously it it should be interesting to see um, sort of how they they cope whether they'll be sort of like the the whipping team, uh, the whipping boys of that that group. But obviously you would expect so. But uh, Romania, who are the other team in that one, I think will probably make the third place. Uh, it'll be sort of interesting to see how they go because they've not done particularly. Um, too well they obviously were runners up to Northern Ireland in their qualifying group so and they the only the drew four of the last five games to basically cock up that group where they win uh, complete control of that one so um, it'll be an interesting one to see how it goes I think it's a pretty much two horse race though between Switzerland and France I can't really see France getting turned over at home Do you think in terms of the wider picture no it, since it's we'll call it it's current inception since the expansion in, in 1996 to 16 teams um, no Host has ever won it. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's that's a relevant? I mean, France have won a tournament before in their own country, but what do you think? It's just one of those quirks. It's just, a, I think, yeah, it's just one of those quirks. I mean, I, I don't, to be honest, I don't think France will win this one, but um, it's it's an unusual one, I suppose, because they've they've been some really good teams that have hosted them, and obviously England in '96, yeah, um, like Portugal, obviously, for ridiculously losing to Greece. Yeah, their best just, ever side. That was just mental, but they, yeah, that was one of their best teams. Um, so I mean I think you've it's one of those I think it's just the they were a bit unfortunate I mean obviously England came up against the, the best German one of the best German sides for a few years well I didn't think uh, a lot of German fans would say it's the worst I don't one know of the worst, nah, sides, the worst one was when we smashed them in uh, 01 oh, I mean, that was 2000 was but that, that, that side still got the World Cup semi-final um, mm-hmm. with Balak and that but they were terrible though I think Bertie Votes' reign would be an unmitigated disaster if it wasn't for that. I don't know. That win. But um, the, the, the one of Euros, so. 
Can't have been that bad. Mike, I'll bring you on uh, in on this one. Where do you see things lying in this group? Do you, do you agree with Ben that it's a France steamroller? And if it is, do you give any of the other sides a, a realistic chance? Because Switzerland have, have often really fallen short in uh, major international tournaments. Even when they have progressed, they've, they've, they've kind of played dire, direct, defensive football. And they showed very little yeah. in qualifying against England, to suggest to me anyway that they'll... They'll go far in the tournament. Do you see it? Do you see it being a, a done deal as Ben does? Yeah, I think it's a, it's a lovely group for France, isn't it? Really, um, as you say, Romania just finished runners up to Northern Ireland. They, they don't look like they've. Uh, I know traditionally they've had they've had good players, good individuals, good teams, but I, I can't see much coming from them. Switzerland, as you say, would be the ones to to uh, to challenge France. But yeah, when, when we played them, that that was the one big game in our qualifying campaign really wasn't it and going away to Switzerland and it was it was quite comfortable to be honest um, when it was built up as a, a real big challenge and uh, and we did the job quite comfortably so yeah I, I think this is a, um, for, for France it's a, it's a nice start to the tournament isn't it I can't see them being being challenged too much in a group um, and, and they should be looking at winning all three games really I mean just an interesting one to put out there Albania have actually played France twice in the last two years and they beat them 1-0 and drew 1-1. So Albania could be a burger team for France. Um, yeah, I think, I guess the only thing is, isn't it, uh, is, I mean, I assume they would have been a friendly, so like it's because France haven't played a competitive match um, because obviously they're hosting, so they, so they won't have been qualifying. So that, I guess, is the, is the one um, question mark you'd have over them to the tournament um, that they haven't, you know, come under pressure uh, this current team together haven't had to fight back uh, uh, under pressure within a game um, in, a, in a competitive game so um, that could be the one problem but obviously you know that, that was a, the case in the World Cup when they, when they went and won it so um, yeah I would say that's probably the one question mark over that team at the moment Yeah I mean just another point to raise Switzerland um, likewise have lost four of their last five games as well so two teams the two sort of star teams I guess in that tournament aren't coming in in great form I mean Switzerland have lost Austria Belgium Ireland um, Bosnia and Slovakia in the last few games I was thinking you were going to read out Portugal like Brazil yeah, no, like they're dead average teams really really average teams like teams there that aren't even in the tournament so um, it's it's maybe a little bit of worry that they're coming in as you say there with France they've not really um, properly been tested I mean obviously the only real notable win that they've had and the lead up was the the beat Germany the night of the um, terror attacks. Um, they beat them two 0 but they've since obviously lost. Well, they lost to England a few days later, which I don't know how much you can read into that. England were the better team on the night, but obviously they could be yeah. forgiven for. Okay, that, that probably sums it up for Group A because we've got a lot of groups to get through. Uh, just quickly, though, lads, um, Ben said before the the ridiculous expansion of the tournament. How do you stand on that one, Ben? How do you come to that conclusion? Well, it was more just have a dig at Scotland. <laughs> was it? Not being there. I was just saying there's minnows that are oh, right. <laughs> the so Do you generally side? Do you think it's a good thing, the expansion? Or do you think it's a, it's a dilution of quality that will, that will lead us to a World Cup quite scenario where you have teams playing who, who are just there for like you know the experience? I, think I, I love an international tournament. The more teams, the more games, the better. It just means the football goes on a bit longer. For me, I, I don't have a problem with it. More teams get a chance to play in the national tournaments. It's going to be a good thing. It'll it'll give the teams that are a bit shy, the teams that would never ever qualify, something to fight for. 
your, your, your gag teams like your Faroe Islands, like your Scotland, um, <laughs> have got something to play for, and then they might qualify, and yeah, they'll probably get battered, and they'll probably get to go out the group stages, but they get to go to a tournament, that's good for them, that's good for national football in general. I don't have a big problem with it. I mean, that, that Albanian team as well, runners up in that group behind Portugal, um, so they've, they've, they would have qualified anyway. Yeah, they've, yeah. Been, they've deserved to get in there. Um, I think there's a few other teams in there as well um, that have done really well. And I think, I, as you say, I think it's going to improve the standard of those countries and yeah. potentially in the future allow them to, to create um, and improve and get, get better um, just through the competitiveness because I think the problem with, with the small teams is they're just getting battered all the time. And the, obviously, the players are barely like semi-pros, let alone professionals. <laughs> so um, if you're getting that sort of um, exposure in big tournaments you, you're going to get randoms from these little nations potentially getting scouted by teams that will take a chance on them and I think it'll only improve improve the, the quality Mike where do you stand on this one? Um, when it was first announced I was um, dead against it to be honest I thought I thought qualifying in particular would be ridiculous because it's pretty it's pretty hard for for any team not to qualify um the way the way it's set out but it's actually turned out qualifying's been better than ever uh, because as i was saying those teams that never had a chance at all previously have now got something to hang on to so um i'll, I'll reserve judgment on the tournament i still did like the fact that when it was 16 you knew you there were very few gag games in the Euros, unlike the World Cup, there was every every single game pretty much was a is a really good, strong, competitive game. So um, I'll reserve judgment, but um, yeah, I, I'm happy to admit that I was wrong on on the qualifying. That actually uh, was a lot more competitive and exciting than, than I thought it would be when when the announcement was made initially. Yeah, I, I was like you when the announcement was made. I was really disappointed because if they wanted to expand the World Cup, which they will eventually. Um, I would be all for that because it's the World Cup and you already know what you're getting in the group stages are a bit of a write-off anyway unless you're fucking England and get the group of death <laughs> but like normally some of the groups are a write-off and then that it's kind of ex- it's, it's expected that the quality will improve in the latter stages uh, so I'm okay with that but the European Championships rarely in the European Championships do you get like you know 12 9 0 0 uh, do you know what I mean or sorry 9-6-0-0 you always got competitive groups. You never got teams that ran away with it. You've had some of the most. I mean, look at some of the groups in the past that have just been so exciting going in the final day. I thought we might lose a bit of that with with this. However, the fact that more than two teams can go through in a group in half the groups, whatever it is, yeah. um, might I think that probably makes up for that lack of quality. Because what I don't want is in New Zealand, yeah. where New Zealand got to the two thousand ten World Cup and they had a chance in that final game to go through. They drawn the first two games. But they just weren't really asked about going through. They just wanted to go home unbeaten. They wanted to knock Italy out. So they just, even though if they won the game, they'd have gone through. They just played for a nil-nil draw, and that's not what you want to see at the highest level of international football. So time will tell. I think it's too easy to kind of say either way. You get good tournaments, you get bad tournaments. But we're talking about Euro '96. We're talking even Euro 2000. Some fantastic games. Euro 2004, uh, 8-12, probably the worst so far. But you know. The European Championships tend to be tends to be a quality competition with quality teams and really memorable matches. That's a th- that's the thing I think about the Euros. You're talking about four one versus Holland. You've got what was it Spain five or four three against uh, Yugoslavia, like famous game in Euro two thousand. Yeah, you just don't seem to get that in the World Cup, and I think it's because of the quality uh, of the teams in the Euros means the groups are a lot closer. So you get these classic games because there's more riding on them. But time will tell. If listen, if it if it works. Then great. Would, would you prefer like close fought games like four three Spain, uh, Yugoslavia, or do you prefer absolute hammerings like uh, I don't know Brazil Germany at the last World <laughs> Cup? 
Yeah, well, that was a sunny final, so it's a very good joke there. Um, <laughs> that was the that, that Brazil game was was the the whole Brazilian. It was team. as ridiculous as the place where we watched it, where there were dogs. Yeah, invited in to have like meals there, <laughs> and, and the, the worst flat pints of cider just being left like all over the shop by Dogger, <laughs> just refusing to drink. Sai, Group B, which is uh, Russia, Slovakia, Wales, and eventual champions England. Yeah, um, nail on the head, Dogger. It's it's a it's a dream group for isn't it? Uh, you, if England fail to to get well, fail to win that group for me. Then we've got just no right to beat any more European Championships. We're clearly just not capable of it. Um, uh, in terms of calling the group, other than England going through as, as winners, which I think is, is pretty much nailed on, all three of those teams are equal in terms of the, their kind of general abilities and standing in world football at the minute. But I think we'll beat Wales. And therefore, Wales would need to win their other two games, so I can't see Wales getting through it. And therefore, I go for Russia. But do you not think we'll win all three games, and then? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, you, I reckon, but well, that that leaves a couple of teams on on four points potentially uh, fighting for that second place. So maybe Wales could sneak through on that. I mean, Gareth Bale has got it in him to to get them points on his own. Four four points would probably give them a fighting chance, but um, that's assuming he's fit and and plays all three of their games. Uh, I know nothing about Slovakia. I think they've got Martin Skirtle. I don't know any of the Slovakia players. So I've got nothing to say about them. They're about. Well, they finished second in Spain. Who beat Spain? Yeah. Okay. So they're not to be taken too lightly. I mean, they beat, they beat Germany last night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're a very weak very German well. team. I wanted to say Russia going through, but I had a look back at their their tournament record and um, the last World Cup they didn't win a group game. And they had like Albania. Um, who would do that? <laughs> what terrible team would win a group game in a World Cup? <laughs> They're like Albania and some of the um, NAF team. In fact, uh, yeah, no, 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 the the last World Cup, Um, and I think uh, it was the game where it was Capello was uh, the Russian manager, and they played Albania and they needed to win it to to go through, but then they they end up drawing, and uh, it was because you win the World Cup. Nah, you got the wrong team, but we'll take your point. Gonna say, hang on, I'll I'll show you. I've just I've just told you before Albania made making their first ever major tournament. I think the World Cup would be Algeria, Algeria, Algeria. The winner of it was um, oh no they went that was the one before. It it was Algeria. Put it it this way, they finished eight points behind Austria in qualifying, and Austria are no great shakes. Yeah, Yeah, but it was Capello, and he blamed uh, Capello, Fabio Capello, um, that that well-known fruit drink. Um, <laughs> and it was where the, the, the keeper was it was a free kick for Al- Algeria and uh, they shined a laser pen the keeper's eye and they scored <laughs> for the free kick and that was that knocked Russia out there World Cup but there's another they don't win games in, in um, knockout tournaments to be fair so it could be Wales' as, uh, Wales as chance No, knowing what we know now Algeria probably one of the best teams in the world and yeah. they played they had a great World Cup as well yeah. <laughs> nearly battered um, or did they, did they beat Germany in the end? No, they went out on extra, went extra, extra time, time, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was one of the, the best games I've told But yeah. So yeah, I mean, I don't really rate Russia. Slovakia, as you've said, they're all right. But, you know, they're, they're far inferior to us. Wales might give us a game. But I still think we'll beat them comfortably. And therefore, we'll go nine points. Hey, Paul Dummett can't get in the Wales side. I was going to say, though, have you seen... <laughs> I was just watching the qualifying today. That it was like, for some reason, Sky Sports News were doing like, a review of uh, Wales' qualifying campaign. And I mean, bloody hell, the struggle to beat like uh, Andorra. 
Yeah. And you did like bail to put, I mean, basically his free kick pretty much goes through the middle of the goal. But keeper <laughs> still dives and can't get a hand to it. Um, it was just, I mean, to only manage to scrape like two one wins against them. I mean, obviously they did very well to beat Belgium, but Belgium are just, they barely, they hardly ever turn up. They just can't be asked. They've got a great team on paper. And well, there's a, there's a lot of, I think it's more complicated than that. It's a, it's practically not a country. The, you know, a lot of the players don't speak the same language. Like there's a massive uh, divide yeah, in the camp allegedly between three, the political three, problems three. in Belgium are, are well known. It's almost like a, lo- a lot of people in Belgium don't support the team because yeah. they don't think there should be one. Welcome uh, to the political podcast. Uh, he always takes it political. Yeah. Yeah. Like somehow he's going to like drag in a Qatar like rant somehow. <laughs> really Qataris. So yeah, just as a group B, England come first on nine points, and I think you're right, Doggett, it could be three other teams on four points, and then it comes down to... Let's be patriotic, let's give it a Wales one. How are, how are Wales? Yeah. Oh, I'd like to see Wales go through of those three other teams, but I don't... I, don't what know. A, what a, I mean, this is this is going to sound dead condescending, but I don't mean it like... What a fucking great opportunity for, for the for the fans of Wales and Northern Ireland to put up with a the shite they've put up with for, for like years and years of being terrible... Getting done by the likes of Estonia, like Northern Ireland getting done by Estonia at home and stuff like that, yeah. and then the fucking be the Euros on the drink in France in the sunshine in, in Merit. On what Merit. a on, yeah on Merit. It's like <laughs> Wales won that group. Yeah, Northern Ireland did as well. Just, uh, just like at the Rugby World Cup last year, this is going to be like Wales's biggest football yeah. match in in their yeah. in a lot of people's lifetimes. So I don't, I don't think it's as much because all the Wales fans born Premier League clubs. So like it's any Welsh it's a chance you speak though, to, it's England man. It's yeah. any chance. Any person from Wales that you speak to about this match, it's all that thing about Like even even like the, the rugby fans just want to see them. Hughes will be there. Daffodil fucking headgear. <laughs> Bottle of Bulmers, Magnus. Um, so talking to Northern Ireland, um, Mike will bring you on to Group C, which is Germany, fucking po- like Germany and Poland. So there's every single it it doesn't even qualify anymore as a derby because they play each other so much it's like that season when Barca played Real like 11 times and by the end of it you were just like no lads put Hetafe I believe Valencia on or something and Poland Ukraine and uh, Ukraine as well again Poland Poland the, Ukraine joint host of the last one and sandwiched in amongst all of that is uh, little Northern Ireland 1.5 million smallest smallest side in the tournament population wise how do you see this one go Mike well, um, Iceland are surely the the smallest population wise getting the tournament, but we'll we'll, we'll come on to something like that. Well, the, um, the, well, well, um, I meant the team that's qualified. All no, because Shane, Shane Ferguson's in, in the Irish <laughs> team. <laughs> all right, mate. You've had your but, uh, yeah, regardless of that, um, I I actually think Northern Ireland have got a chance. Here. It's a it's a difficult group, um, but as we say, given that there's some third place teams getting through as well, and it's pretty hard not to go through. Um, in these group stages, I, I can see Northern Ireland having a good chance. If you look at um, the Ukraine game, is is probably going to be the big one for them. Um, and I, well, I know Ben and I will be there, so um, we'll be at, we'll be we'll be seeing them over the line for victory. But I think if they can beat Ukraine, um, if you look, Yarmolenko and Konoplyanka are, 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 are basically what Ukraine have got those, those wingers. If they can keep them quiet, um, then I think they've got a great chance of going through. I think Ukraine would. I, I see them as finishing finishing bottom. If you look at Northern Ireland, uh, I know they didn't have the toughest of groups qualifying, but as you were saying, Dozzy, earlier, for where they've come from, um, they they just seem to have got such a, a brilliant team spirit, and they, they've not lost in the last eleven games. Um, they, they just seem to to, to 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 be grinding out wins now and and have that winning mentality, which I think 
will count for a lot. Um, obviously, you've got Poland and Germany there, who you you would think should be with, with the quality they've got, um, fighting out for the for the top two places. But I think Northern Ireland have got a really good chance of that with that togetherness. They haven't got many star players, um, but as you say, it's just going to be brilliant for, for for their team. If you think, um, I think it was the Euro two thousand and four qualifying campaign under under Sammy McElroy. They didn't score a single goal or get a single point in the qualifying campaign. Can you imagine that? Not, not just not getting a point, but not scoring a single goal. Do you know who was number uh, two I, was, Mike? What's up? Do you know who was number two was? Go on. It was bloody Jerry Armstrong off the Spanish football. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> where he got the gig then. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it's just a great story. So uh, I'm really looking forward to to going to that Northern Line Ukraine game. Um, uh, and I think they, they they've got a really good chance of going through. I think if you look at the top of the group, um, as we said, Poland, Germany will be there. Um, I, th- I think there are some question marks over Germany. If you look, uh, obviously they've got a great record. The last couple of Euros have, beat, have been runners-up and got the semis, um, obviously world champions at the moment. But there's a few of those players left since the World Cup and retired. Um, looking around that team, there are not necessarily many many leaders um, that have emerged so far. They had an up-and-down qualifying campaign. Even Scotland ran them close. Um, I think they only, they only took a point off, off the Republic of Ireland um, and were turned over by Poland as well. So... It's not guaranteed that, that Germany are going to breeze through this tournament. Um, so I, I think that that Germany Poland game could be a could be a could be a really interesting one given given the qualifying campaigns. But uh, yeah, I, I certainly think there's they're space in Northern Ireland to, to to sneak through with them. And I think Ukraine will be the be the team that, that that just prop up the bottom of that table. I think. I'd love you to be right, and I agree with you to an extent. I just I just worry for Northern Ireland that Ukraine, considering the teams that they could have had. In that third spot, in that third, you know, when when you're looking at your, even your Turkeys, your um, Hungary's, your Austria's, Iceland's, Albania's, Romania, like I just think Ukraine with the tournament experience that Ukraine have got, are just that little bit stronger than than who Northern Ireland could have had. So I think that's dead unlucky for Northern Ireland. I, I, having said that, I think Northern Ireland don't want to be playing too many teams when all when Northern Ireland have to take the game with them. You know what? They could have set pieces to score loads of goals from set pieces, um, yeah. and, and they could have defended. They don't concede money, so that you know they like being underdogs. They like having a, a game where they don't have a lot of possession. And I think Poland or Germany will suit that. Ukraine, I hope you're right, but I, I just feel that they might have a bit too much. One thing I'll say to you lads is you lads obviously good. You've got tickets for what Northern Ireland? That's Northern Ireland, Ukraine. Ukraine, so the big game. Two Northern Irish lads come up here who have obviously travelled over from. Belfast or wherever, haven't got tickets. Say hi, mm-hmm. lads. So, uh, what, what do you do? Tell them about a go. I'm meeting one of my mates over there. He's from work. He's Northern Irish, um, so he promises a day on the drink with all the uh, Northern Irish fans. Huh? We'll be on on a row Northern Irishman for the day. Get your bloody British flags out. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that's that's uh, Group C. Um, does anyone else want to take Group D, or should I take it? Go for it. Go ahead, Dara. Right, I'm going to talk you through Group D. Oh, um, no, I've got Group D. Oh, you've got Group D. <laughs> I'm just going to talk you through Group D of Croatia, Czech Republic, Spain and Turkey. Ben, first of all, is this a walkover for Spain? But, yeah, <laughs> just no question. Um, I mean, I think this, the Spain team is probably... Um, they're, they're, not, they're not as invincible as they've been in the past. I mean, obviously, they, 
the runs of, of winning the World Cups and the Euros of the past. Um, if I think that sort of invincibility has gone a little bit. Um, but I still think they're the team. They're going to be the team to beat them in France. Um, I take them to go probably all the way. I think Spain will be in the final. I mean, when you when you can afford not to take the likes of Fernando Torres and, and people like that, Mane, who's back, Mane, 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 Costa. Exactly. You look at the players that aren't aren't going, and it's it's just it's mental. Um, but I think it, it's got the potential to be a very very competitive group. That a bit like uh, Group C. I think Croatia are a very good team. Um, we've got the two star players Rakitic and Modric uh, two of the, the best midfielders in the world both playing for the, the two top well two probably the two of the top teams in the world at the minute in Barcelona like Real as well um, and Real good player yeah I mean he doesn't he doesn't uh, sort of feature as much for Real but he's he's a good young player I think from Inter was he in, in Milan yeah, came from, he Milan, yeah. Um, he's, I mean he's probably one for the future but I think the, the, the worry for Croatia will be they don't really have any goal scorers I mean, um, I think Kalinic has <laughs> managed 80 caps or something like that for them <laughs> and it's got a record of like 10 goals or 15 goals or something embarrassing like that. So they've, they've not really got a goal a goal score in there, um, which might be a worry for them, but they, they, they're a good, solid team. They've got a lot of um, a lot of good players in, in that team around them, around those two-star ones as well. So I think they'll, they'll be competitive. Um, the Czechs, again, have got a lot of experience. Um I mean, they're probably I think one of the one of the teams that have got a lot of caps in the side. I mean, you've got people like Rizitsky's on a hundred caps, uh, Czechs on a hundred nineteens. The cap like record one. Um, there's another guy in the midfield. I can't remember what he's called, but he's he's got nine on a hundred as well. So they're, they're probably quite an aging squad, a very um, sort of experienced, and you, you feel like they'll be um, sort of tough and and well um, well set out and organised. And then Turkey, who. Um, Struggled to get get through a what should have been a, a fairly straightforward group, but mentally um, Holland just completely balls it up and <laughs> haven't qualified. They they nicked through the back door behind um, Iceland, um, and I just I just think it'll be. It, I, I didn't think they were a particularly good team, but then watching them, obviously they played England recently, and I, I thought they really equipped themselves really well. Um, they, they played the better football I thought against England they probably didn't deserve to lose and it's it's one of those where they they look like a side that could could be competitive so I think that'll be an interesting one to see who, who gets second and then potentially you could see one of those teams getting one of the third spots in that one as well Mike you got any uh, <laughs> <laughs> got to get the beers in. Uh, Mike go ahead Oh, I was just thinking. You said Thomas Rosicki's played a hundred games for Czech Republic. How how was that? Po- he's always injured. He's, he's always injured. injured. I know he's, he's been he's around for years. Five. I think he broke in the, the national team when he was about eighteen, back when he was at Dortmund and his his early yeah. days. I mean, he's been there. I mean, that's that's nearly a sort of fifteen. It's a good point. Though. When, seven, when seventeen they find year career. Why are they finding all these fixtures? Or is he just always available when when they've got an international game? Well, he's been a lot. They've, they've qualified for every tournament. Welcome to the Thomas Rosicki <laughs> Cups podcast. They've, they've qualified <laughs> for, for every every Euros. Yeah. And they've, I mean, they've they've made the semis um, when I think they finished third. When they uh, did they host it? No, oh, sorry, it was the Belgium. When when Belgium Holland hosted, yeah, I think they they finished uh, third in that tournament. They were obviously runners up in '96. Um, Poborski got the quarters in 2004. So they, they they generally do quite well in these tournaments. Um, and I mean, obviously, 
I remember the it was I think it was again the the Belgium Holland day year when um, Barros was on fire. Um, they've they've generally done quite well in these tournaments, so I think yeah, they, they obviously get a lot of games there. Yeah, so I mean, obviously they're, they're missing that sort of star star quality. All the the best players are aging, but um, they, they'll have that sort of tournament experience and, and now. So I think they'll they'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see who comes out of that one. Is the, the runners up? So that was Group F. Uh, Sai is going to talk us now through the very <laughs> <laughs> what? Group F. The it's Group D. Derek. Group D's. <laughs> Uh, group. Just, just skip in. Yeah. So excited. Tell me about <laughs> <Do you? laughs> uh, Belgium, Italy, Republic of Ireland, Sweden, otherwise known as Group E. Uh, I group of death for Ireland, isn't it? Basically. Yeah. It's a, it's a tough one. It uh, is They're all they're all good teams in their own right, except Ireland, who will definitely definitely struggle, probably won't win a game. Uh, Again. <laughs> Set tournament in a row. Just. Do you think it's not? Do you think Italy, Belgium, and Sweden are that good? That's just the better than Ireland. I think, as you, I mean, you alluded to it before. On paper, Belgium have got some absolutely class players. They've got loads of class players. But interesting fun fact: Belgium have not qualified for a European Championship since the last time it was in France in nineteen eighty-eight. Right. Um, they failed to qualify for every single European Championship except for the one where they hosted it because they didn't have to qualify. And they did shite. And they did shite. Uh, so as, as you've alluded to even though they've got loads of mid players they're just not an international team who do very well they've got this it's their golden generation though this group obviously the first they, they made the, the World Cup for the first time in ages last time out and they, yeah, yeah. They, they smashed their, their group stage for the World Cup and then they, they got in the quarters yeah yeah Argentina uh, Argent- yeah. and uh, a terrible terrible oh, game. the last World Cup was so bad wasn't it yeah, awful doors. awful so, but that said, I think the Belgium will go, will walk this group. Italy are the other team who kind of obviously go through for me. Sweden have got Ibrahimovic, so again, then you just Belgium. Oh, I think they did, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, keep going. Just bet Belgium got the semis of the World Cup, not the quarters. Does it? Lost yeah. to Argentina. Yeah, Lost you're right. Yeah. You're right. That In was a terrible, terrible. We're still trying. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean they're they're obviously coming together in terms of just having uh, Hazard seems to play well for Belgium, but not so much in the Premier League these days. Um, De Bruyne, De Bruyne, Fellaini, like they're all they're all men in national. Yeah, when you start going through the players, it is unbelievable. William, yeah, like William. not William, um, Witzel. You mean Witzel? I'm yeah. going to say what that Brazilian, <laughs> like even back the back four, like missing company, they've still got. The Tongan and Alderweireld, who yeah. you could argue deserve to start together in their own right, and yeah, how good yeah. they were for Spurs this year. I mean, Courtois and Nets, you yeah. can't get much better than that. Uh, Alderweireld, uh, Tongan, the Tongan, they've just got like Lukaku. Yeah, they've yeah. <laughs> got an outrageous team. Dembele, like, yeah. these are all Belgian players. Who else is who's the other striker? Lukaku and someone else. Benteke, Benteke, like, yeah, like, like Mertens. Not done much this season, but you know, internationally, he's still capable. With good players, there's give out Origi as well. There are goals in that team. Yeah. Origi as well from Liverpool. Correct. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I don't see them having much trouble with that group. Italy uh, aren't taking Perlo because he's playing in he's New York or something. Playing in yeah. like kindergarten league. <laughs> Still though, like even in the last World Cup, he was like by far away their standout player, wasn't he? Um, I'd argue that SPL is better than. Without Rangers, it's better than the MLS. <laughs> That's not getting that old. <laughs> um, Italy, I don't know. What, what do you think, lads? They've really struggled to score goals. 
Under they, they did until recently. I mean, they've got Pele scoring goals now. El Shawari's bang a few in. They've still got other options. No, but you're, you're talking through these Belgian players, and then you're talking about Graziano Pele who can't get in the Southampton team. <laughs> And Al Shawari has had true. one good season in his yeah. career. I was going to say, and even then, he's been formed out. Yeah, him. so like, they just don't have the players for me. Uh, yeah, they're all, they're all like bang average players who wouldn't get in the top European teams, were they? Like, Immobile's the other option up front. Yeah, yeah. Then no one fancied them in 06. Everyone yeah. thought they were going to go out first that, round. So. And the World Cup, I mean, obviously, they, they did terribly, but they still beat us. With a, with a really poor team they're, so. just, they're just efficient aren't they they don't, they don't ever embarrass themselves whereas teams like Brazil as we alluded to before <laughs> are capable of, of, of really, really dropping the ball and fucking up Italy can grind out results they just simply you've got to think as well I know it's a tournament Conte's on his way out yeah, He's, yeah. he hasn't lasted in the job um, he hasn't done particularly well uh, the, you know they the ended up qualifying comfortably from a very easy group um, you always look though Italy they're always strong defensively I mean Kierling he's one of the best defenders yeah. in the world Benucci, Buffon's still going. Buffon's still going at like 40. Still one of the top keepers in the world. So they'll be a really tough team to break down. Yeah. You know, I fancy Ireland. Darmian coming through. Like. I fancy Ireland to at least get third. Ireland. Yeah. I just, think, I just think they've got something about them. I just think they've got a bit of, like beating Germany. when that, You know, whenever, whenever Ireland have had to do it in qualifying, mm-hmm. they did it. It was like, well, they're not going to beat Germany in the fucking beat. Well, that was the thing. They messed up against Scotland. Yeah. When they were expected to do something, it's again the Northern Ireland factor in it where they just, when when they've got the chance to sort of take let teams take bring the game on to them and sort of hit them on the counter. With Shane the, Shane Long will be key say, for them. Shane Long's the he's, man. Isn't he? He's a, a bit like uh, Kyle Lafferty for Northern Ireland. Yeah, just fired them, fired them like just going like bang average players, but yeah. they, they just do it like yeah. when they need. Shane it. Long's a good player. Shane yeah. Long, Shane Long's got it all. Really, he's got yeah. a reality put you on in a, in a striker. I mean, they 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 were a bit they drew with uh, Holland the other night one one. Uh, well, 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 you know what I don't understand. I mean, I don't even know why they're bloody good at the Euros. <laughs> now Rob Elliott can't play. Yeah, <laughs> he's not fucking good. Uh, not. <laughs> If you didn't listen to our podcast all season, you'd yeah. why are they talking about Rob Elliott so much? Why are they talking about Scottish football? <laughs> um, Sweden, the last team in it as well. Yeah, I mean, the, the obviously you've written off on everyone's here because they literally are a, a one-man team. I think it's, it's, um, What's that, Larson? <laughs> oh, yeah. can I just say, by the, I, I meant to say this earlier on Group A, it filled me with so much happiness that Didier Deschamps looked at Ben Arthur and he looked at Musa Sissoko and he thought, yes, please, Musa. Same decision I would make. He thought, Ben Arthur, you're still a whingy little arsehole. You still turn it on when you can be asked. You're still a disruptive influence. Whereas Musa, get on my plane. Get yourself across. <laughs> Put yourself in that top window. <laughs> and that's Sweden. So and that's Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> so who have you got going through, Si? Uh, Italy, Belgium. In that third, order, in third place. I'll, I'll give them Republic of Ireland just on the fact that yeah, it, it, well, Ibrahimovic. I don't know. I'll, I'll go Sweden because <laughs> when, when Sweden play Ireland, all them, bloody when, when Sweden play Ireland, Ibrahimovic will get a hat trick and it'll be all about him. But then against good teams, he doesn't do much except England. Do you think Italy will beat Belgium for the group? Was that what you were saying then? No, no, Belgium top. Italy, Italy probably win two of their games against the other two teams. Or Italy's top team will get like five points, a couple of draws, and then get through. That's good. I can group. see. I can see neither of those teams getting through. I think Ireland, Sweden's got a draw written all over it, and then I think they'll both lose to the other two I, teams. I reckon Ireland, Ireland will, will will stay in it by just not conceding money. And if 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 you've got that ability at this kind of tournament, whereas maybe the Belgians don't, um, Sweden don't, 
then they could they could go far because of it. Um, I want, I mean, controversial call them Ireland the home nation, but I want all the home nations to to progress as fast as possible. Even if the bloody jocks were were there, I'd want them to do well. It's hilarious that they're not, um, and they they are the Mackhams of the British Isles. But um, I still want I still want Scotland to do well because they're bloody home nation and part of the United Kingdom. Uh, long way to continue. Um, Mike, Group F, the last group. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit uninspiring the group, group F, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. so, uh, so it's Austria, Hungary, Iceland and Portugal. So it's uh, it doesn't fill you with a lot of excitement. But I know we've uh, we've slated Austria <laughs> at various points, opportune moments during <laughs> this podcast, actually. Um, but looking into their qualifying record, I mean, they've won nine on the trot. Um, they only dropped two points in, in qualifying, and and they they just look really strong. Uh, what I was surprised about this is the first European Championships they've actually qualified for. Yeah, <laughs> it's only the the second one, and they they joint hosted it um, in two thousand eight. <laughs> so it's the first one they've properly um, earned qualification for. But they look they look really strong. Um, as I say, they dropped two points in in qualifying, but they've got Alaba. Who's a massive player roaming around central midfield for them? Who I love, Yanko up front got got one in two for Austria at international level, um, but they, they just seem to to have built some momentum. And uh, the manager's been there, I know, for for five years now. Um, and certainly from from reading some some background around it, they, they certainly seem to think it's their their strongest team for for many a year. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Austria top that group. To be perfectly honest, um, I think Portugal. Uh, are flattered to, to see uh, flattered to see in the last few years they haven't got many goals in that team if you, if you look at qualifying they only scored 11 goals um, and 5 of them were from Ronaldo um, so every, every one of their wins they won 7 games in, in qualifying and they're all by the single goal yeah. so it, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a tightrope to walk along in, in a major tournament um, when you're coming up against some, some better teams so I wouldn't be surprised to see Austria Austria win that group I think Hungary will be there making up the numbers. I mean, Tamas Priskin is, is leading their line. And as a <laughs> as an Ipswich fan who saw Tamas Priskin play um, for a couple of years, that that is nothing nothing to be concerned about for, for anyone in that group. That's um, really good to hear, considering we're going to see the Hungary-Iceland game. So that'll be a thriller. <laughs> I'll be about that. But I think Iceland is one that everyone will be, be looking at in that group, won't they? Um there are what three hundred thirty thousand, just less than that, in the country population-wise. Um, but the, the, they seem to be playing, so they've got a reputation for playing nice stuff. And and, it, and they came very close. Um, I forgot really, but they came very close to qualifying for the World Cup uh, beforehand. So it's not just a, a one-off fluke. Um, the, you know, the, this, this Bosnia, qualification. Yeah, I think I think you could be right. Um, but yeah, I, they certainly came very close, and they, they clearly deserve this. Um, so I'd love to, I'd love to see them, see them nick a, nick a third or, or even a second, maybe you never know, uh, and go through. Mainly for the fact that obviously Ida Johnson is still playing for them, still turning up at an international tournament. <laughs> but also, uh, I was reading their joint manager. Um, so they've got Lars Lager back, the old Sweden coach, and this uh, this Icelandic guy uh, called Hal Grimson who um, still every now and then works in his own dental practice uh, <laughs> alongside managing uh, the national team at major tournament. So for uh, for that reason, I, I'd love to see them see them go through. But uh, yeah, I, I, I certainly think they'll finish above Hungary, and then it's uh, it's whether they're uh, whether they can either nick second or or be a, a better third place uh, finish than, than than a couple of other teams. Fair enough. Don't think we've got much more to say on Group F. 
Um, so just just going back through there, who did you have in second place, Mike? Uh, in that group, um, I think I think Portugal. I think Portugal comes second. Austria Austria to win it. So we've got Portugal, Iceland, Belgium, and Italy. Uh, Spain, Croatia, Germany, Poland, England, uh, Wales, and France, Switzerland, all to go through, and then obviously the next, the whatever the three or four next best, uh, the four next best third place finishes. But who do you who do you see doing well out of all of this? Uh, but apart from England, no, England win. England win. So who who else will go far? Do you think? Do you think uh, it's France's? Uh, I think home nations always do well. The Euros, um, apart from the last three. No, <laughs> I was going to say. Considering we just said in the podcast, no hosts have ever won it. Yeah, Ukraine didn't get out of the group. Uh, <laughs> no, um, Austria didn't get out of the group. I was just well, my group. <laughs> Belgium, Belgium, but it's the only one they've done, done any well in Sweden. The last time they even got out of their groups at the Euros was when they were the home nation. They got the semis. Um, it can happen. When there was eight teams, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, France, though, they've got a decent team. They've got Musa. Um, as you said, Paul Pogba. Paul. Uh, I think with, with with a nation like France, you can always expect them to do well at a, at a home tournament. Um, Germany obviously mm. never to be underestimated these days. You know what cracks me up about France is that like across Tyneside probably there are a host of footballers who had all been promised by Graham Carr. If you sign for us, lads, <laughs> you're a 2016, just you wait your hand, you Fran. <laughs> you'll get a, you'll get come in England, play on the telly, they'll definitely pick you. Look at Musa. He's he's getting picked there. Uh, Idara, definitely France squad. <laughs> Two of them, get yourself over here. <laughs> The thing is, you, you're taking the piss, but that's how I imagine Graham Cross speaking in these kind of like <laughs> discussions with players. Well, <laughs> we've got we've got lovely fish and chip shops. Tell them, Bob. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, big teams. I mean, I know we've sat here and said that Belgium don't look like um, never seem up to much because they don't seem to have a very good team mentality. But look at them on paper. Like I said, semi-finals of the World Cup. That this squad of players have been together now, even though some of them, as you say, they don't all speak the same language. They're all playing different leagues quite a lot in the Premier League, obviously. But I think most of them do speak the same language. Yeah. They're mostly from the the French bit. It's not like there's many of them are like I think, the Dutch or. I think they've got a very good chance of smashing that group. And normally, if you smash your group, you kind of you, you've got that momentum going into the knockouts, and, and it's very hard to to stop that. Um, just look at Germany at the World Cup. They just never never came out of you know just. Top gear, so, so if, you, if if they can get through what is quite a hard group and smash it, which I think they will because they're still better than the other three teams, they're, they're going to be hard to stop. Um, I've no idea who's on their side of the draw, who they would play next, but um, right, Mike, who apart from England, who's your team to do well? Yeah, I, I think I think France will. Um, given, yeah, as you say, that uh, I think those players they've got their big players will actually thrive under that. That home support, um, and yeah, they, they've got, they've just got goals in them. I think Germany um, will will challenge, but I, I can't see Germany getting over the line. I think if you look at look at their team, there a couple of areas of the team they're they're struggling. They, they don't seem to have recognised leaders, and uh, up front, I think they're they're back with Mario Gomez, um, <laughs> having having tried a few having tried false nines and and a few different options. They, they don't seem to have that spearhead 
up front um, that, that you'd like to think you'd need to, to, to win a tournament. So they'll get latter stages, but I think um, I'd, I'd, I'd back France um, from those teams because I think Spain as well, likewise, um, they, they don't seem to have that much of a cutting edge um, to, to, to carry them through. So, yeah, I, I'd say France because they've got so many goals in them. Um, they would uh, that, that would be my, my pick. I think with France, the, the worry is obviously now Benzema's out. Is Giroud going to get a game for them? <laughs> because he could be the undoing of all the good. Like I don't care if you've got Griezmann, like Pogba, Moose, like all of these players feeding him the ball. One one goal in in his last goal, what was it? Four four in the in the end. Four in his last twenty one or twenty two games, um, and that includes a hat trick on the last day. Yeah, like that's just a terrible terrible record. And he's all let you say that, but sorry, sorry, Ben, go on. No, I was just going to say he's. I think he's the, the highest scorer out of all their forwards uh, in in international football. All the, the, the four players they've because they, they haven't announced their squad yet. I don't think um, he's got the most goals. I think he's on like fifteen out of like forty five or something like that. Um, so if he's like your most experienced goal scorer now, Benzema is out out of the scene. It's it's a little bit of a worry for them, but I think obviously the the, the players they've got around the park, Griezmann, everyone like that, um, in, in Pogba and everybody, they look great, but. Uh, for me, I think it's Spain. Spain just when when we played them in this, the um, the friendly last year, they absolutely battered. Where um, they've still got just world world class players all over the board. They, they play the best yeah, football. Yeah, again, the night Pires scored another absolutely worldly free kick to get a last minute win against Cameroon. So he shouldn't be discounted. He looks yeah, like exactly, a, a yeah, real danger. But um, I mean, that's I suppose that's the thing. It's getting them all on on the pitch for France. Because a lot of them are, are they, those sort of like number ten type players, um, but I, I just think Spain, when it comes to it, they've they've got players all over the board that are obviously they've still got a lot of the World Cup uh, winners, um, the past European champions. They, they know what they're doing. Um, they've they've got the likes of De Gea and Xiaso. Okay, Xiaso isn't isn't the players to be, but they're, they're still world class keepers. They've they've just got everything. <laughs> Um, so I'll, you have to pick up two goalkeepers. Like, you're talking about Casillas. <laughs> not going to play all the players you're going to play. You pick the reserve. I'm just saying they've got class. I think they're just they're classic. They've got world class players. And everything. well, if if they keep getting two goals sent off, there will be absolutely no consequences. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm going to go for Croatia as my dark horse. I think they'll do really well. Um, just because this wasn't asking Doc where's that come from no, but I, you, yeah, yeah I was just going to say for me for me haven't seen all the evidence the teams unless the meet before then France England Germany there's in Spain there's your probable semi-finalists right straight away so I'm, I'm thinking of the best of the rest so Dark Horse what, what are you saying they'll get me they'll cook out the semis they might get out the group they might get out the group they could get to the semis Basically, um, just uh, to run through some some Orion. Well, that's that's not the right word at all. Orion, is that even a word? The orientation of the tournament, but <laughs> just some some dates for your diary. So it all kicks off a week Friday, not that long. Um, it's I'm not I'm in bloody America, whereas like I love nothing more. Like I love the start of a national like major tournaments like few beers, uh, stolen pizza, pitbull, <laughs> pitbull, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> France Romania kicks it's off. It's quite this one. Is it quite <laughs> close to be French, isn't it? Exactly. Um, France Romania, tenth of June, eight o'clock. Your, your your group games are two p.m. in the afternoon. 
Uh, your five o'clock and your eight pm. Flexi time. Absolutely cracking way to spend uh, ten hours of your day, pretty much. Um, and the group games go all the way on to the twenty second of June. So you've got twelve solid days, which is this is what we live for, isn't it, man? Twelve solid days of football on the telly every day. Two and three games a day. Sometimes there's two games, sometimes there's three games on. What happens if we get through our group, so the group stage ends on the 22nd, and on the 23rd, Britain votes out of the Euro? Um, out of Europe? <laughs> no, sorry, it doesn't affect football. Get out of the tournament. <laughs> I don't think UEFA have that. Uh, and not, not every team you know playing in the Euros is in the EU. That's my point. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, <laughs> political. <laughs> um, Let's, let's just go through England um, and, and see how they're going to go out. Uh, not go out. See how it's going to pan out. If they, or when, sorry, when we win the group, we'll play the third place group. Well, it's impossible to do this because of the third place situations. So we'll play the third place from groups A, C, or D. <laughs> Well, I don't know what's that The best third place of the one of about ten teams. Yeah, so <laughs> it, it's really hard. Anyone's guess. So the A, C, and D, it's, it's probably we'll, going to we'll be, be it's probably going to be Romania, possibly Ukraine, or Northern Ireland. The one we want. Give me Northern Ireland. Or that'd be it. That'd be a juicy one. England, Northern Ireland. So this is not a prediction. That's where we want to go it's, down. It's absolutely pointless yeah. doing that. Um, top scorer, lads. Apart from Sissoko, can't all say him. I think Adder is. Adder is. The old man. I actually think Harry Kane. Is, Harry Kane. Is a really, really big shout for, for top scorer. Mike? Yeah, I, I was thinking Harry Kane. I'll, I'll go Lewandowski. I think they could, Poland could possibly get on a run and yeah, he could, he, he could, yeah, just take them, take them a long way into the competition. So I'll go, I'll go Lewandowski. I'll say Bale just because everything he seems to do just is mint. <laughs> like, he's, if, if, if Wales get a couple of, good, like, get through the group he could get three, four, five goals, and normally it's like only four, or five think, goals. I think um, in national tournaments, you one, you one man play teams. That one man struggles because it's like every other every opposition is just trying to stop that person. Aye, but as if so like Portugal always have a man. As if the other teams weren't doing that in qualifying. Yeah, what, remember they finished top of a group with Belgium in it. Different in tournament. We well, haven't given Belgium enough stick for that. We've been talking. Yeah. We're talking about Belgium to finish second in Wales. <laughs> Who bends <laughs> from the qualification point of view? Who Wales? Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, lads, I think that, that indifference uh, signals the end of the <laughs> podcast. We've talked for an hour about the European Championships. Um, when we're back, I'm back end of June, so we'll definitely do one back end of the tournament um, when England get far. To discuss how bad our predictions <laughs> were once again. When bloody uh, Albania sweep up. <laughs> um, Could happen. <laughs> So yeah, just just uh, leaves me to La- say Laura, Laura Cannon, the ex Sunderland uh, <laughs> player, the captain and talisman. <laughs> leaves me to say thanks so much for listening. Appreciate it, and uh, we will be back soon. We hope you really enjoy the European Championships because, like I said, this is like imagine being fifteen now. It's just there is just nothing better than football and tell you every day. Yep. Cheers. <laughs>